gonna need some alcohol for this one for sure. <laughs> for sure. Full disclosure, these chapters are a little tough to read through the lens of our 2020 selves. In the Twilight chapter, Edward's treatment of Bella is 100% emotionally manipulative. And in the Midnight Sun chapters, we get into the aforementioned creepy obsessive vampire stalker, which is much less funny than we thought it would be last time. So if you want to skip this discussion, feel free to tune in to our next episode. But otherwise, let's get into it. Buckle up, everybody, because this is going to be a great episode. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to Midlight Crisis. This is a real podcast hosted by three grown adults revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. Even this episode. (laughs) Is it? I don't know if this one's cool. (laughs) I don't know if this one's cool. Um, It's definitely not chill. So before we get into that, I think it's time to introduce ourselves with our randomly generated YA novel titles. So I am Sophie, and my randomly generated YA title of the day is The History of History and Inky Death. (laughs) Oh, that was mine! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's so funny, though. It is so good. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> How did we randomly generate the How same did we name? we randomly generate the same name? <laughs> I just, I love that it's the history of history and inky death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It, it's like a creepy horror thing but not in like a twilight horror yeah about books you know (laughs) the history of history sounds like a cheeky book about i don't know you'd find in the comedy section where somebody's like i'm gonna talk about the history of the world (laughs) it also sounds like something oh what's his face george martin what's his name the game of george R. R. martin yeah it seems like something George R.R. might... Mar- f- <laughs> <laughs> it seems like something that fellow would write. That guy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I immediately thought it would be a history of squid deaths. Oh. <laughs> like Inky Dust by Squids. That's where my head wow. went. Oh, man. I would also read that book. Right? Yep. All right. Well, how about we give Hannah a second to find a new name? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sam, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, uh, I'm Sam, and my randomly generated title for today is A Master of Wisps and Sawdust. I can't say wisps. Oh, (laughs) we're all having a hard time with words today. (laughs) But yeah, I'm a master of wisps and sawdust. Wow, that sounds ridiculous to say. I mean, I I like that. Yeah, like it feels like I don't know what that book would be about, (laughs) which intrigues me. Mysterious. It's definitely about, like, a fantasy woodworker who lives in Ireland. Mm. Yeah! With That's wisps, like, brave! But brave yeah. in Scotland. But yeah! <laughs> but yeah. Oh, it's definitely about a fantasy wo- woodworker who lives wherever in the British Isles it is appropriate for wisps to be. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Whichever Good correction. One. Course corrected that one. <laughs> yeah. Probably all of it. <laughs> oh, boy. Great. Well, I'm sorry I stole yours, Anna, but... Do you have That's another okay. one for us? Yes. The uh, random number generator has given me a new book for the day because my name is Hannah. And my YA title for today is The Ferocity of Librarians and Cows. I love what? it. Of what? I love it. <laughs> the Ferocity of Librarians and Cows. Cows. Do you think like the librarians and the cows are teamed up against? Ooh. Or are they fighting one another? Because the cows are trying to eat the books. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yeah, I was definitely thinking that they were on opposing sides in whatever conflict is central to the plot of this novel. <laughs> I mean, I'll still read it. Whether they're on the same side or opposite sides. Maybe it's like really old timey and the cows are revolting against <laughs> being used as vellum. <laughs> yeah please stop using the cows just like we don't like this it's a history book of why we stopped using cows <laughs> yeah it's the history of history and cows <laughs> yeah time to get into the super great chapters of the books we read 
we're going to do things a little bit differently this time because we actually had to read two Midnight Sun chapters to kind of encompass the one Twilight chapter. So we're going to talk, I think, about the first Midnight Sun chapter first, and then we'll get into the two chapters that kind of match up and are terrible. (laughs) Accurate. Hannah, do you want to give us a description of what happened in chapter four of Midnight Sun? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed chapter four of Midnight Sun. It's the first of what I personally hope to be many of a new and exclusive Midnight Sun perspective that deviates entirely from the Twilight structure to provide scenes that we haven't seen before. This one consists almost entirely of a round table with the Cullen family, where they discuss Edward's actions in the previous chapter, namely saving Bella from the truck and how he chose to do that, and the possible ramifications of those actions. Rosalie and Jasper are in camp Kill the Human, but over the course of the chapter are talked around by Carlisle and Alice, respectively. In my opinion, Alice is the real MVP of this chapter. She's the one who drops the bomb that she and Bella are going to be good friends someday, and that she'll be very upset if her husband <laughs> murders Bella before that has a chance <laughs> to happen. It was so good. It was It was good. so cute. I was so into it. <laughs> and she also reveals that Edward's actions and choices have basically written two possible futures for Bella, which are she will either die at Edward's hands or, you know, fangs, or she will become a vampire like them. And Edward finds both of these possibilities horrifying, and yet it somehow does not stop him from the absolute malarkey that follows. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's a really good chapter. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. It's fun seeing the family dynamic. Again, I know... Guys, it's like a fan family thing, okay? Just give me a break. <laughs> I knew you would love this chapter. When I was reading yep. it, I was like, I hadn't even messaged you yet. I was like, this chapter is Hannah written all the fuck over it. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. It's really sweet. It got me all squirmy. Yeah, I agree. I enjoyed it too. I thought it was an interesting insight to their whole dynamics too that you don't really get in Twilight. Especially, I don't know, maybe this was brought up more in the later in this this series but like the fact that edward's mind reading is so important for them to like know whether people are thinking weird of them or like suspicious of them and i couldn't remember if that was like a big thing in later in this series or not but i was like oh yeah that like actually makes sense a lot that he would need to be stick around so i read the twilight chapter before the midnight sun chapters and through the twilight chapter i was like why the heck is edward still there like why hasn't he left from like what we saw last time, why is he still there? And this chapter did a really good job of explaining why Edward can't leave now, which was cool. I also really liked the entire car ride back, Rosalie just screaming obscenities at Edward in her head. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> it was so good. I low-key love Rosalie. I know like she wanted to kill Bella and everything, but like she's just such a badass bitch. <laughs> and I'm like... Yeah. I like her a lot. (laughs) I'm kind of bothered that even in Midnight Sun, she's still characterized as being vapid and bitch. I know. Because it's like, we all know that there's more depth to Rosalie than we saw in Twilight. Yeah. But I'm starting to wonder if maybe, like, Stephanie Mayer doesn't know that there's more depth to Rosalie than we saw in (laughs) Twilight. Yeah. The one thing that I really didn't like about this chapter is that all of the characters seem very much like one-dimensional caricatures rather than full characters. Yeah, which is especially weird. This ties into the what I found the strangest about this chapter was how big this fight was and how quickly lines were drawn within the family. Yeah. Right? Because when when you think about like this is from Edward's perspective and like he says things that lead you to believe that he knows there's more to these people that are his family and he knows this but Mm -hmm. it's still entirely within his head they're portrayed as these one-dimensional characters that just like instantly are like yeah oh jasper and rosalie are gonna have to fight edward to the death (laughs) you know (laughs) it does bring up an interesting idea of like pack dynamics in vampires almost Mm -hmm. clearly their social structure is different than a human social structure if it's 
so easy for them to bond so intensely, but also get so aggressive with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's... Yeah. Is that a physiology thing? Should we talk about this later? <laughs> I think we should talk about it later, yeah. Listen, we're three biologists. We're definitely going to talk about this later. I definitely want to talk about this. <laughs> we'll stay on track for right now, but <laughs> once we're done. Yeah, it threw me off a little bit, especially when he's being so very human in the rest of the chapter, you know, yeah. and the next chapter, as in he's filled with terrible... <laughs> flaws like there's something very human about edward in these chapters the way he's like reacting to things and like it's weird almost to have it set against this like very vampire thing Mm -hmm. the thing i wanted to ask about the end of this chapter is this is the first time edward is horrified by the thought of bella becoming a vampire Mm -hmm. but it does it doesn't say why (laughs) like it doesn't he never it's his we're in his head and he doesn't think why like he's just automatically horrified and there's no reason given which i'm pretty sure he says in the later twilight books but here it's just nothing (laughs) yeah i didn't even pick up on that but that's a really good point that's bad storytelling yeah especially because from my perspective i don't remember the rest of the twilight (laughs) books i don't remember anything you guys and I'm saying like, <laughs> why does he not want her to be a vampire? Like, he seems pretty chill in his vampire life. He likes all yeah. these other vampires that he lives with. There's been no real... The next chapter is where we get into Edward feeling horrified by himself. But even not that much. And so it's like, he doesn't express... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> I don't really get it. I'm confused. <laughs> I remember Twilight and I still don't get it. <laughs> I kind of like understood it because I was like, I didn't actually question it at all because I remember the later chapters and uh, it's that Edward sees himself as a monster. Like he sees vampires as monsters. He sees that as like a way of lessening somebody's life, but that's expressed later in the series. But I already, I knew that. So that's why I didn't question it. Cause I was like, yeah. I was filling in the gaps already, but I think it's an excellent point, Sophie. Cause like, yeah, if you don't remember it, then like, yeah, it yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> The interesting thing with that is Edward has such revulsion for vampirism, basically, as a whole, and such admiration for the person who turned him into a vampire and, like, condemned him to this life. It's very interesting, and I I don't think I've quite thought through that thought process or, like, the cognitive dissonance there. I've thought about that, too. (laughs) Because that's part of it, right? Because you don't get all he treats his own like when he's talking about feeding or when he's talking about you know his reaction to bella when he's all of these things it's very like clinical yes he's not repulsed by his own need to drink blood in these chapters anywhere like he's not repulsed by having to hunt he's not shameful like there's none of that and then but all of a sudden he's like oh my god i could never turn bella into a vampire and it's like what why what <laughs> so yeah good point that's just me though i guess i think it's an excellent point honestly if i didn't remember his characterization i guess and just like those little snippets like i do i probably would have thought the same thing so mm-hmm. i think it's a good point to bring up yeah for sure another good point that i think is hilarious to bring up is how angry Emmett gets when Edward and Alice have their like half conversations (laughs) where she's seeing the future and he's reading her mind and they both just like make like monosyllabic or single word sentences and he's in the background just like what is going on stop doing that it's so annoying (laughs) it was so good so good wait we should read just what Edward says out loud (laughs) so that we can get the full Emmett effect okay I have it Once Alice starts talking, the last thing Alice says is, I don't see you going anywhere, Edward. I don't know if you can leave anymore. And then Edward says, I don't hear that. Why are you doing this to me? Love her too? (laughs) No. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I don't have to follow that course. I'll leave. I will change the future. You can try. (laughs) And then Emmett goes, oh, come on. 
And Rosalie's <laughs> like, basically, are you an idiot? Alice sees him falling for a human. And then Edmit laughs, which I feel like is the correct response. Yeah. <laughs> Just his God, response, I love Emmett. His response being like, tough break, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett is like such a frat dude, bro, but he's yeah. so much fun. He's like I the only him. character in that entire house with a sense of humor. Yeah. Emmett's a himbo, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We stan a himbo. We stan a himbo. Oh, I hate saying stan. We we dab for a himbo. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to tweet that real quick. <laughs> we'll dab for himbos. I didn't expect that part about what Emmett heard to be so funny. That was so funny. Hey, how far from Seattle is Forks? Good question. It's a couple hours, isn't it? Yeah, because he just runs all the fucking way, right? Yeah, I was like, Edward just runs to Seattle every day after school to be dramatic. And (laughs) hey, wait. Oh, man, you know what I wish? Okay, at some point, I hope Edward gives us a time frame so that we can reverse math how fast he can run. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. So I have Google mapped the walking distance from Forks, Washington to Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, they are on opposite sides of like a sound. So you have to take a rather circuitous route. It says 162 miles. Caution, this route includes a ferry. And it will take 51 hours for a walking human. Okay, wait, hold on. Wait, stop everything. Wait. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, wait. There's a sound in the middle? Because yeah. Edward... His words say, I ran due east over and through the mountains without breaking my straight course until I could see a hazy hint of Seattle. Yeah, that's not possible. So he just oh. ran straight over water. <laughs> Is No, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He ran uh, through the ocean. <laughs> uh, I mean, he doesn't have to breathe. It's okay, here's a very important question. Are vampires negatively buoyant? <laughs> yes. Well, he would have to breathe out all of his ha- air, wouldn't he? Yeah, Yeah. but he doesn't need any air. He doesn't need it, so he would exhale all the air in his lungs. And because their skin is so, like, rock-hard, solid, I'm assuming that would add enough weight to them to make them negative buoyant. And, yeah, my vote would be (laughs) negative. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but can I pitch? Yeah, uh-huh. they're very negatively buoyant, and so you uh-huh. have you have like spy hopping vampires, <laughs> porpoising. Oh my god! Trying to get to neutral buoyancy as they swim <laughs> through a lake. Oh my god, I'm dying! <laughs> just gulping air like a shark. You know what I literally just envisioned? I just envisioned that they'd have to like you know because like for scuba diving we have to wear lead weight, but they would have to wear like little. Little water wings. <laughs> yeah, little water wings. <laughs> oh my god! But then, is it faster for a vampire to run while negatively buoyant at the bottom, or to swim hmm. while neutrally buoyant? Probably swimming. Because well, swimming is a more hydrodynamic shape, right? Running that's your true. entire body is pushing against the water. But if you yeah. need something um, on you that has air that would stick out, that wouldn't be as aerodynamically favorable as, say, lead weights on a scuba diver, would then that affect it? Because I'm just, like, envisioning literally Edward in the middle of a lake with water wings. Right. <laughs> so I guess the what it would have to be is it would have to be the gulping air hypothesis. They would yeah, have so to just be able, Yeah, so they'd have to just go up and, like, full-on gar at the surface and be like (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that raises an interesting question is how much of their like total human lung capacity does a vampire retain and would that be adequate to provide like neutral buoyancy because it says their skin is like diamond it doesn't say it is diamond it could just be very hard human skin it would be impossible what's the density of a vampire (laughs) (laughs) what's the density of a vampire stephanie mayer Hey, What's the density of a there? vampire? Please tweet me. <laughs> Can this be the entire episode? I was going to yeah. say, guys, we've been recording for 30 minutes and we haven't <laughs> even gotten to chapter yes, five we yet. Don't want to. 
So now that we've had a really great time talking about <laughs> vampires as oceanographers, let's pivot fully and just have an awful, terrible time talking about vampires as terrible human beings. Uh, yeah, it's going to be super great. Uh, hey, Sam, want to tell us <laughs> what happened in the Twilight chapter? <laughs> Yeah, so I've just got a quick summary here. So basically, a month goes by over this chapter, and Bella starts by giving an overview of whole, all of her Edward dreams, and then we Ugh. see Edward ignoring her for most of the month. Three boys try and fail to get Bella as their date <laughs> to the dance, which I might add is a women's choice dance, and yeah. yet all three of them still, still asked her, and like... We'll get into that, but anyways. And then to finish, Edward offers to go to Seattle with Bella. So I was kind of right last episode in guessing that the date was coming up next. But yeah. besides that, uh, I had a lot of issues with this chapter in the sense of men being problematic. And I just want to <laughs> go on record and say I apologize for last episode being so hyped on the Edward train again. Because, well, um, this was not very swoon-worthy. So I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> zero swoons from Sam. There was zero swoons from Sam this week. <laughs> from any of the men. Um, yep. To be perfectly honest, even the three humans. Yeah, they're yeah. awful. What the heck? Yeah. They are awful, but they are typical high school, like, stupid boys. So I can be, like, a little bit more eh, about those ones because they're just young and dumb. <laughs> hey, do you think do, do you think this chapter is Stephanie Meyer being like, hey, men suck? <laughs> That would be I mean, fun. I maybe. don't. <laughs> I, not to get like too negative and meta, I think she is far too Mormony. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's <laughs> fair. Yep. How can I say that in a less offensive way? She's, she has very traditional values. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. As someone who has Mormon family, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was super great. So how about we hear what happened in the Midnight Sun chapter, <laughs> Hannah? Good. I've been looking forward to this. To start off, the first line is a delight. The first line in this chapter is, High school. Purgatory no longer. It was now purely hell. Torment <laughs> and fire. Dot, dot, dot. Yes, I had both. Which like, <laughs> Wow. Uh, wow. Edward is so Edward is a hundred thousand times more dramatic than any teen girl because Bella's not this dramatic. <laughs> no, she's not. That just I want to make at some point, maybe by the end of this podcast, I'm just gonna make a compilation of all of the dramatic hell metaphors that Edward does, and it's going to be hilarious and disturbing. We'll cross stitch it and hang it on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And speaking of disturbing, chapter five of Midnight Sun is so very genuinely disturbing. It does mirror chapter four of Twilight in that it covers the same events in the way we've come to expect from Midnight Sun. But Edward's headspace and eternal monologue take a really terrifying turn. His interest in Bella has become full-blown obsession coupled with that like vampiric rage that we've seen a couple times he starts fantasizing about killing the mortal boys who express interest in bella all while continuing to stonewall and gaslight her and then of course we get to the creepy vampire stalking part where he shows up in her room to watch her sleep the attempted justification is that he wants to keep her safe but this is like textbook stalker boyfriend and it made me super uncomfortable to read about it I don't know about you guys when I first read Twilight like about a decade ago this whole Edward watching Bella sleep thing was still creepy but written off as like maybe kind of romantic not really a big deal I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it and I don't know if it's age or the insight into Edward's mind but there is absolutely nothing romantic about this chapter as it's written and it really crashes Midnight Sun hard into the horror genre. Yeah. So, let's discuss that. <laughs> yeah, I, like, my notes for this chapter, I would write, like, a thought about something that happened, and my notes were, like, they all end with, like, okay, Edward, 
Edward with a bunch of exclamation points, double yikes, big red flags. Uh, like there's just so much going on here. Yeah. There's nothing he does that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like at the beginning, you guys had read the chapter before me, and so you were both being like, this is awful. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, man. And so I was coming into it trying to like take it moment by moment. When does the terrible happen? Is it from the start? <laughs> and at the very beginning, you kind of give some leeway because you're like, oh, he's starting to explain. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of trying to put into words why Edward made the choices he did. Because mm-hmm. in... What he says the reason is, is very different from how Bella interprets it, right? Mm -hmm. Bella definitely interprets it as a 17-year-old girl who is not very confident in herself. But the way she interprets it is not how Edward, like, thought about it happening. Like, it's not what he meant to do. But on that note, just because it's not what he meant to do does not mean that's what he's doing. Wait. He hits a really interesting point where his intentions are bad and the way he comes across is not what he intended, but it's still bad. Yeah. None of it's okay, but from the different perspective, it's wrong in two different ways, which is fun and exciting. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. New and great. Yeah, honestly, in the Bella chapters, I was a little bit frustrated with Bella, only because, like, I was frustrated with Bella, I was really mad at Edward. Mm-hmm. And it's the, yep. it's the same as, like, knowing now how this behavior comes off. I'm, like, angry at Bella for not being more confident in herself and, like, not recognizing that, yeah, what are the quotes? I have one. One of them is, Bella, you are utterly absurd. Oh my god. Yeah. Another, I'm sorry, that was rude. I'm not saying it isn't true, but it was rude to say it anyway. Oh yeah. my god. You really should stay away from me. I'll see you in class. Like, just... Yeah, and the one right before that where I said it would be better if we weren't friends, not that I didn't yeah. want to be. Yeah. Yes. So, like, those three textbook examples of gaslighting, right? Like, mm-hmm. him making her feel like her emotions or what she has felt or is expressing are not valid and she's imagining them. Mm -hmm. Oh man. (laughs) So terrifying. If anyone treats you like this, do not stay around that person. But yeah, well, we won't stay on this too long. It doesn't even hold a candle to the uh, watching Bella sleep part, which is infinitely worse (laughs) yeah i'm hoping that we will get this across in many more words but in the event that it doesn't translate and we don't manage to say what we mean i guess the same way edward is doing if you are listening to this and if anybody ever treats you the way that edward acts in either of these chapters please be aware that that's not okay i know we've been talking about how Twilight is like fun and this like romantic story. This is not okay. Just like, I don't know. Please don't let anybody treat you like this. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say as someone who's personally dealt with this behavior in men towards me, I had a really hard time with these chapters and just know that like, you're not wrong in doubting if someone treats you this way. Like this stuff is, this is not okay. And Mm -hmm. I think when I was younger and reading this, it was highly romanticized in my head. I think it goes to Sophie's comment and Bella not having the confidence because it's something I think a lot of 16, 17 year old girls struggle with is their insecurities and their confidence. And then you have boys that will come and talk to you. And even though we're kind of like ratting on Mike and Eric and Tyler or whatever, I don't even think their behavior was (laughs) anywhere near what Edwards was. So just, just know that, this is not okay. And don't doubt yourself if you're questioning. If someone's telling you you're being absurd, you're probably not. So yeah. just take that with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And last time we we were talking about Edward as like an 100-year-old, 17-year-old, mm-hmm. right? Like having a 17-year-old mind, which is why he was being all dramatic. All <laughs> 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 in love instantly. But like in this, <laughs> in this chapter... Oof. Along with the thing Hannah said about dipping into the horror genre, yeah, this chapter made me like very deeply feel 
that he was much older mm-hmm. than Bella, yeah. right? Like, it feels very much uh, like the older man preying on a teenage girl. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. that's the gaslighting, like all of that. It's, it's oh man, it's rough. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So we've been talking a lot about how awful this chapter is, and I don't really want to talk about the details that much anymore. But I was thinking. <laughs> Do you think that Stephanie Meyer is purposefully leaning into horror? And do you think that Mm. Midnight Sun might end up being more of a horror novel? And how you feel about that, if that would be the case? I, okay, I don't like reading horror. I like writing horror. I think it would be okay either way if it wasn't marketed as a love story towards teenagers. Yeah, that's where I struggle with it too. Yeah, if it goes, if it went full horror and like he ended up eating her mm-hmm. or like turned her into a vampire and then she regretted it and realized that she wasn't actually in love, she was just 17 and it was that kind of horror and it was marketed as that kind of horror, I'd be down. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it is marketed as this like remarkable supernatural love story and then it portrays such absolute blatant abusive behavior and doesn't call that out as being abusive behavior. Like, mm-hmm. Edward even talks about how he is acting obsessive and violating and irrational, and then he casts that aside as if it doesn't matter and it's okay for him to do it anyway. That's the part that bothers me, is that it's never framed in a way that condemns it. I agree, and I think I would rather it be just flat out put as horror, but it's not. It's marketed as romance and I really I I struggle with it now that this is it's so romanticized because teenage girls are so impressionable Mm -hmm. and me personally I used to look up to this as like oh this is what love is and this isn't what love is so I I almost wish that if she was doing it intentionally that it was blatant and like yeah, this is going to be horror. It's not a love story. So that it doesn't give these false impressions to impressionable teenagers who will be reading it. Yeah. Right. So I guess to answer the question, I don't think she's doing it intentionally, which is what's scary about it. Yeah. I don't know if I answered it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Because for me, obviously, we've mm-hmm. only gotten like one chapter into if this is actually going to be horror. <laughs> Right. We've only gotten one chapter of that. But think about it. We as teens read Twilight and Mm -hmm. all of us thought, oh, a romantic story. It's beautiful. And then we're reading Midnight Sun now and we're like, it's horror. This is a horrible relationship. Like it's it's sending us back to look at it and pick it apart Mm -hmm. to find out the truth of what twilight was which was that it's at this point very much not a healthy relationship (laughs) yes oh my god so it it might not be intentional it might be intentional whatever but i personally hated reading this chapter but (laughs) i think it's interesting how it's making us go back and pick apart the original chapter not that everyone is reading the books this way (laughs) but like like this chapter did not come across in any way romantic to me no no and so that might be us that might end up being a lot of people so i don't know i think it'll be interesting to see what happens next with that if i finish midnight sun and i hate edward i'm i'll be so excited like if i (laughs) oh man this is gonna be great I'm going to shift to Team Jacob. Actually, like, I'm already on Team Jacob. <laughs> Jacob wasn't great either. Yeah, I think we're going <laughs> to... I was just going to say that after I said it. I was like, wait, I think Jacob also had his problems. Yeah. You know what? I'm on Team Eric. <laughs> I like Eric. I like Eric, too. Uh, only because he said he wanted to go to Comic-Con and y'all are giant nerds. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I think it was about half an hour before I read this chapter, the three of us were talking about how we all wanted to go to a Comic-Con or like a book con together. Yes. And then I read this and I was like, guys! <laughs> if I if there hadn't been a pandemic this summer, I was going to be going to Comic-Con. So I can't even talk. Uh, anyway. yeah. Hey, oh. hey, 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 Sophie. Did you notice that they mentioned Star Wars in this chapter? <laughs> no, it didn't happen. Anyway, so we're talking about something else now. Can I just mention... 
the one line from the Twilight chapter that I don't know why it made me laugh my head off, but the exchange between Bella and Edward when he picks up her books and like the dialogue tags just like sent me. It was so funny. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So Edward picks up Bella's books when she drops them and the scene follows thusly. Thank you, I said icily. You're welcome, he retorted. And I could <laughs> I could just like I can hear that scene and like picture it. <laughs> like that passive aggressive way that like teenagers and also I respond to people when I'm mad at them but don't want to say anything about it. <laughs> uh, so funny. I know there are a couple parts where I'm just like, yeah, go off, Bella, in my notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote in all caps, yes, take out the rear of his Volvo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I uh really enjoyed Edward getting all biology up in the chapter where up he, in Bella's room. Up in Bella's room. I wasn't gonna talk about that part, but <laughs> there was the first part where he mentions all the uh potential venomous creatures <laughs> that yeah. could that could kill <laughs> yeah. Bella, I guess. <laughs> which is just venomous snakes scorpions centipedes and spiders <laughs> i don't those are the only ones <laughs> those are the only ones and also aren't they in the pacific northwest like yeah of what edward <laughs> shouldn't you be more worried about like bears <laughs> i don't even know <sighs> gonna get ravaged by like a sea otter <laughs> yeah oh like a sea lion yeah moose do they have moose in the pacific northwest those are scary large mammals are way scarier than any snake scorpion centipede or spider fight me on twitter at biologizing come fight me (laughs) if you don't think that large herbivores are the most terrifying animals on the planet i don't know what to do with you as someone who lived in newfoundland moose are terrifying (laughs) yeah yeah put some newfoundland flavor on that sam (laughs) So you <laughs> Oh yeah, the moose dare. The moose dare dot by by down the lake. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to be very aware of moose in Newfoundland and like it's not even a joke. Uh you have to have a moose buddy, like your shotgun who's driving with you <laughs> is not allowed to sleep if you're driving at night. Like they have to be on moose duty. Moose I'm, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you guys like it's it's a very it's a very serious thing i actually yeah. only ever saw one moose when i was there and it was a baby moose and it was by yeah. my lab at the time oh. i never actually saw one when i was driving but i knew a few friends who had some close calls so moose they're well, scary <laughs> yeah i just googled it real quick apparently there are approximately three thousand moose in the state of washington so oh, okay. edward Forget about the venomous snakes. Yeah. Worry about the moose. Worry about the moose. And then there was the hobo spider. (laughs) The hobo spider! (laughs) Tell us about the hobo spider, Sam. (laughs) I don't actually know a lot about spiders. Actually, yeah, Sophie knows I don't really like spiders, even because she posted the jumping spider. Though, frightfully cute. Terrified me. Spiders are great in pictures. Yeah. I don't care for them in real life too much. Yeah. Guys, I love jumping spiders so much. They are They're really so good. cute. They have such big eyes. They're so Did you know? Okay, did you know that jumping spiders eyes are strong enough that they can see the moon? What? Yeah. Spider, jumping spiders can see the moon. What? Isn't that cute? Oh. Sophie, stop trying to make the spider adorable cuz it terrifies me, but I love it. <laughs> so cute. Anyway, could could a jumping spider be a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but the it hobo spider turns, it turns into right, the yes. tiniest little wolf okay anyway no 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 it turns into oh a wolf god. spider oh my god oh my god <laughs> it turns into a wolf spider okay anyway oh, hobo it. spiders hobo spiders yeah. do they carry little bandanas on sticks probably Aww, hop on I trains wish. they're probably on trains so the hobo spider um <laughs> i this was like the only part of this whole chapter that I was like oh I really appreciate this mostly because she included the proper scientific Latin name for the spider Eratogena Eratogena Agrestis 
Agrestus. Thank you, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie should really be the one leading this, but alas, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm teaching Sam to like spiders by making her talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Edward talks about it, which he knew a shocking amount about it, like that by the size, it was likely a juvenile male. They were once considered dangerous, but their venom has been proven to like not be super harmful to humans. So I went to our good old reliable source of Wikipedia. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't actually fact check this, but it seems okay. So Wikipedia says, although the toxicity and aggression of the hobo spider have long been debated, there is little evidence that the hobo spider is dangerously venomous species. The CDC reported case studies in the 1990s claiming that the hobo spider bite caused isolated cases of necrosis. No, necrosis. Yep. (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> um, but as of 2017, the CDC no longer lists it as a venomous species. And in Canada, there has been no evidence that the hobo spider bite can cause skin necrosis. So it's only U.S. hobo spiders that you have to worry about. It's those I, Americans. Uh, those Americans. <laughs> Everybody knows that Americans have venomous bites. <laughs> But yeah, I really like the hobo spider. So even though I don't like spiders, I just appreciated the science. I just, listen, anyone listening to this ever writes a book, just include one species name and your book will go to like top of my list. I'll be like, this was the best book. (laughs) Agree. (laughs) 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, I personally, my favorite line was, okay, I actually thought it was very funny that... After the three boys <laughs> finagle things, is that how you say that word? Anyway, twist yeah, things yeah. so that they ask Bella to go to the Women's Choice dance. <laughs> Edward is like about to ask her to go to Seattle, but phrases it as though he's going to ask her to go to the dance. Yeah, and she. I. She's I so mad. I was. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> good harmless fun. Yeah, but my favorite line was leading into that where Edward just tells himself like keep it light and then he goes will you go to Seattle with me <laughs> and I just it's very funny <laughs> just like keep it calm hey do you want to get in a car with me for three hours <laughs> oh god yeah right that's oh, not a nightmare for a first date it's right it, it reminds me a lot in Hades town there's this line <laughs> where Orpheus wants to talk to Eurydice and the narrator's like, you want to talk to her? Okay, don't come on too strong. And then Orpheus <laughs> runs out to her and is like, come home with me. <laughs> <laughs> and so maybe I'm just biased to think this line is like the same genre. And it, but it just made me laugh. <laughs> that is pretty funny. It Keep it light. Good, yeah. Come to Seattle with me. <laughs> <laughs> I had several favorite lines from this chapter. Actually, there's a lot of really funny ones. Can I... Break you off my favorite. Yes. I think I think I put this in the chat, but I had to put the book down because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> because in this, I relate a lot to Edward, where he is trying to speak with Bella. <laughs> and <laughs> oh no. It's too much. <laughs> his, his internal monologue goes. Surely this is not a normal human way to converse. Why did she do it? (laughs) And that's like every conversation I have with someone, I'm like, surely this is not a normal human conversation. (laughs) How do I converse like a normal human being? (laughs) Why did she do it? (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so funny. It's so funny. I don't even remember the context of that yeah, line. Right? Just Very And they funny. also do the thing where uh, they reference the title of this book in this chapter, which I always appreciate. Edward oh. says, a sun was rising now in the middle of my midnight, which would be lovely and romantic if it wasn't him staring at Bella as she slept. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. I know. Plus we get like... It's a horny Edward at the end of this chapter. And I'm like, oh, I'm done here. I don't want to be in his head for this. <laughs> but also horny Bella and Edward not noticing. <laughs> when she's dreaming about him being all sexy and like murmurs his name in her chapter. Yeah. In Edward's chapter, he's like, oh, I like her heartbeat stuttered in fear or anger. It's like, <laughs> no, in horny Edward. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like lust didn't even like cross his mind. No. Nope. Yeah, it's like the previous chapter where El- where Bella's yeah. like, "Oh man, Carlisle's hot," and Edward's like, "Oh no, she can see that we're related." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, Edward. He's so so. I don't even know. Prudish, almost. Yep. Uptight, uptight yeah. is probably a good one. And well. Like, at one point, he, like, lists all of the, like, crimes that his family has done. He's like, oh, we, you know, short the stock market. We do insider trading. We, like, forge identities. Oh, and also the murders. And it's like, yeah, also the murders, Edward. <laughs> that line made me laugh, too. <laughs> I will say that information was something that I've always wondered. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad it was included because... I don't know. For me, I was just like, yeah, how do they do it? I guess it's kind of obvious, but also insightful. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you ignore most of this chapter, there's some really good (laughs) short little bits in it. Like the stuff at the beginning where we get to see more of them all interacting in high school. And like they even introduce a couple more human characters, which I appreciated. Mm. Yeah. And they talk about going to Comic-Con, which I appreciated. Yeah. I was going to say... having a point where it's almost like I get frustrated when it's nothing but the exact same dialogue. Yeah. I don't like copy pasted and you, she, she has just like worked around it. Like I understand. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to do that. But like in these chapters, we saw a whole new scene in the high school and it was like, ah, oh, this is really cool. That whole scene builds Bella more as a character, which yes. I was so excited about because i was like yeah what like oh here's bella's characterization that never really happened in twilight she's being like yeah i i get it <laughs> yeah. i didn't i didn't give bella personality until later and it's like okay <laughs> well here you're giving it to her earlier so i like that part there are some good points in this chapter amidst the rest of it like four <laughs> yeah there's like four good lines in this chapter yeah out of like 30 pages. <laughs> oh god. Uh, I had to read this chapter in chunks. I couldn't do it at all in one go. It's Yeah. I'm not like particularly sensitive to this kind of thing. I watched both seasons of You on Netflix, which is the same premise of like a guy stalking and spoiler eventually murdering a girl he thinks he's in love with. Mm-hmm. This was almost more disturbing. Yeah, I I'm think be- watch You. <laughs> Yeah, no, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody who is a woman (laughs) bothered by murder. Yeah, but like I was saying before, at least that show is very clear that what is happening is not correct. And the fact that this, I know I said it, the fact that this chapter does not portray this as something that is to be absolutely condemned just really Mm -hmm. disturbed me. Yeah. 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 Not a great set of chapters. Um, no. But no, we got no. through it. And maybe next time, uh, next time's a fuck date. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> well, next chapter is blood type. Oh, yeah. Is it the same in both? It is the same in both. So in both books, the next chapter is blood type. And I vaguely remember this, but I don't remember what happens around that event. What? event oh are you gonna not like they do for me <laughs> no I don't they remember. do oh this is wait they, they do, do a blood like... typing yeah they do a blood typing lab and edward is excused and i believe that just like builds up on bella's suspicions that like something mysterious is about this boy but i don't remember what else happens guys i am so excited that even though the name of the chapter is blood type <laughs> i before you said it i remembered that they do a blood type test i remembered something about this book. Sophie, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I remembered it. Wow. Wow. What blood type is Bella? Bella's like O negative, isn't she? The rarest kind. She's O double negative. Double O negative. (laughs) She's type ooh. Type ooh. (laughs) Type delicious. Anyway, I don't think we're going to get into what else we were going to talk about today. No, we got a little off the rails with vampire scuba diving. Yeah, Yeah. uh, but that's, I mean, that was sort of what I wanted to do anyway. So we did it, but differently. I also want to go vampire scuba diving. 
Yeah, I'll save I'll save my good vampire biology questions for next time. Oh, vampire biology. I mean, next oh. time is blood typing, so we can talk about biology. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely talk about vampire biology again 100,000 times. Yeah, that's yeah. all I want to talk about, really. Yeah, me too. Vampire biology and all of these hilarious lines of Edward being the most dramatic creature that has ever lived. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that will just about wrap up for today the difficult <laughs> the difficult episode <sighs> as it will be called from now on. Yeah. Probably to be followed by more difficult episodes. But oh, certainly. Yeah, did you guys have any final thoughts or things to say? <laughs> Long live the hobo spider. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, this is where I say, if you liked this chapter, but I didn't like this chapter. <laughs> so if you... If you liked us not liking this chapter... <laughs> yeah. If you appreciated our discussion <laughs> in this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. We've recently expanded and we are now on Spotify and coming up on YouTube, so look forward to that. Or you can share the show with a friend. You can talk to us and find fun-related content, including a fun new game that will be coming soon on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com. And to close things out, just remember, every time you see a silver bauble on the road, just think... Stupid shiny Volvo owner. <laughs> I wanted Bella to hit him in the back of the car so badly. <laughs> Sophie, no. Who is this anonymous wombat? It's me. <laughs> it's me. What are you doing? I. This is what I do when I'm reading Wait, from a document. What? Whoops. <laughs> and I'm stressed. And I'm stressed. I just, I highlight and then unhighlight. This is what I do. Oh. Anyway. Sophie was highlighting what I was reading while I was reading it. And it was, it was making it very difficult to concentrate. <laughs>